0: Welcome to Space Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Geelan, and I'm Connor Flannery. This is our twenty sixth official episode. Today, we're going to be talking basically about the NBA as a whole. We're going to give our thoughts on teams like the Lakers and the Celtics and why they suck right now.
1: Why they're why they've been a little bit disappointing so far this season. Um, so let's let's start off with the Lakers. Um, and as I'm sure many of you guys have heard, LeBron claims to sort of turned on his like playoff mode or playoff mentality a zero little bit earlier in the
0: season. Sorry. Zero dark 30. What's that? And that's what he calls
1: it. All right. I didn't even know that. Really? But yeah. Oh yeah. It's a thing. All right. Um, but that's sort of like, so I guess his zero dark 30 is basically what he's saying is like, he needs to make a push to get the Lakers back in the playoffs because right now they're like the 10th seed. What are your thoughts about this? I'm a little bit surprised to be honest that, it's still a question of like whether the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. Because to me, it was like the Lakers were a lock for the playoffs. It was just that like how far are they gonna make yeah. the playoffs. Are they going to lose in the first round or the second? Like that was more of what it was like for me. Um, for me, I just I was more talking about the actual comment. Like
0: it, it seems so LeBron oh, okay, Jamesy yeah. because like LeBron. What do you re- mean by that? Yeah, because he, it's him coming out and being like, "Okay, now I'm really going to try." And if mm-hmm. they make the playoffs, it's all because LeBron went ham, and he is just amazing. And if they miss the playoffs, it's because, oh, it, even LeBron trying really hard, they couldn't make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, because I the, guess sort of like he's saying, making an excuse of like,
0: especially like if they make the playoffs now, it's just like LeBron saying, "Give me credit," which, which I don't. He think, I
1: don't think you really need. But, like, yeah, but, like, uh, but making, thinking, a, making the playoffs shouldn't be that much of an accomplishment if you're the, one of the best players of all time.
0: No, I'm, I'm well, I mean the Lakers team isn't that fair good enough, fair enough. but still, I would just say like, if I was Kyle Kuzma, or if I was Alonzo Ball and I would and I heard this comment, I would be thinking back to like a few of the games where it was a really close fourth quarter, and I'd be like, were you not going hundred percent then? Yeah, you mean, like,
1: like, were you not going I, 100% before yeah, like, this point? Like,
0: yeah, like, everyone knows LeBron wasn't going 100% because he's, like, 33, 34 years old. Mm-hmm. But I feel like to come out and say that, just kind of, like, yeah, it just it makes you wonder as a teammate, like, are you giving everything you have for this team or are you just waiting to trade us so you can start trying?
1: I just think more it means, like, like I understand that. I don't think that it means, like, he wasn't going all out in the fourth quarter of a tight game. I think mean, it just means, like... In every single game in the playoffs, LeBron James is giving it his all, his 100%, and he's going to go out and try to average 35 for a series and lead his team in every statistical category. Like, in that kind of LeBron James that we see, like, in the finals, isn't the same LeBron James that we see throughout the regular season, I don't think, especially on the defensive end. Um, and so, that being I, I think said, that that's more what he's referring
0: to. But at the same time, like. Okay, but that being said, like, he still is pretty horrible on defense right now. Like yeah, their there yeah. are clips going viral of LeBron James not mm-hmm. closing
1: out whatsoever. To be like, like, I I wasn't actually watching necessarily in those specific games when that was happening live, but to me it sort of looked like in those in those games it was like more of a miscommunication than like him not hustling or something. Really? Like I, to me, to me it just looked like someone left the guy w- wide open, and then LeBron was like, LeBron is just standing into the basket. Like
0: okay, why mm, is he open? I don't know. I remember some. I was watching the Bucks game last night, which I do want to get to. Mm-hmm. When the Lakers played the Bucks, and it was after the Lakers kind of just threw the game away, so the, the game was pretty much over. But mm-hmm. Eric Bledsoe got a wide open three, and LeBron was supposed to shift onto him, and he just didn't do anything. Yeah, and I was like, come on, man. like, like you're just like putting salt in the wound there. Like, and I, you're supposed to be the leader. And in in the finals, that's a play that LeBron makes. But. Oh, okay, but, like, you should still try in a, especially when you, like, you need yeah, to make yeah, the yeah. playoffs, and it's not a guarantee it, that, that that's, you're going to make the playoffs, and is you're like, the
1: nine seed. That's of my point is, like, is he even really turned, has he even really changed anything? Like, he said that, but, like, to your point of, he's saying it so that he gets more credit, or he's saying it to be sort of, like, a diva, I guess, like, or just, like, has he even really changed yeah, anything? just
0: to draw attention, like, okay, yeah. d- like, just do it, like, yeah. why do you need to, like, announce, like, there's been this whole criticism of, like, lebron needs to have like all this spotlight on him and personally i I don't really get bothered by it but it's it's true in the sense that like the way he went to miami this whole zero dark 30 thing every season where it's like okay now i'm I'm gonna become like this big hero get really dramatic Mm -hmm. like it just it's kind of annoying when he's not a number one seed in the conference because like We're just appreciating greatness when it happens and we just like see past those things but we're just like dude come on you're the nine seed like (laughs) beat the kings before you start
1: talking about this stuff you know i think that's fair and uh, i want to what i want to say is like say they don't make the playoffs that'd be wild first yeah first of all that's crazy like the lebron breaking his eight year streak or whatever of making the finals because he didn't make the playoffs and then are haters right saying that he was in the easy
0: eastern conference
1: I think that you could also say this is probably the worst team he's been on since you know that streak started. Maybe even is this team worse than the Cavs teams from when I don't think so. Really, like oh seven?
0: Yeah, I don't really think so. Yeah,
1: probably comparable, probably comparable. Probably um, comparable. But but say they don't make the playoffs. I want to talk about how does that affect the locker room? How does that affect free agency? how does that affect the GM trading for Anthony Davis? And, and and do you blame LeBron himself for them not making the playoffs or like his injury?
0: I, I can never blame LeBron James for his team, not making the playoffs because like he's still, he
1: has zero blame for that or just not
0: a hundred percent play because he's still playing like a top three player in the world, right?
1: Like, of course uh, he's still the best player in the world. I'm saying
0: he's the best player in the world, but this season he's not playing like the best player. Yeah. Like, I would say that award goes to, like, Giannis or Harden. Yeah. But, like, or, like Katie, I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, pure skill, like, like LeBron's the best player in the world, but, like, he didn't perform to that this season, but you can't blame a guy who's playing, like, a top three player when, he's, when he plays, like, a top three player and they still don't make the playoffs. Like, he can't do much better than that, and you can't just, yeah, just my opinion where you can't blame the guy on the, the best guy on the team... Because he played, like, the best guy on the team. Just so, have someone so else step up.
1: I, I agree. I, I think that it's – if they don't win the playoffs, you have to look back at, like, those 10 or so games where LeBron didn't play and be like, okay, if he had played, maybe you win a couple extra. Maybe that's the difference, you know, if it's really close. But I still think there's still there, – there's a pretty good chance that this team makes the playoffs. I, I, I think it's you a think little so? bit I, – Yeah, I think that – there's like three to one you betting can,
0: odds that you don't make the play, that they don't make the playoffs, which I found pretty like. I feel like that's I feel like, like a wake up call. I'm not
1: gonna go out and like guarantee that the Lakers make the playoffs. There's a very solid chance they don't, which would be like we already said, like that would be crazy. But I think it's too early to count LeBron out because this team's still 30 and 32, and like that's not very good, right? And that's 62 out of 82 games through the season, but. If you look at the standings like the Spurs are 34 and 29 right now, but they're 3 and 7 in their last 10. So there's who's to say that like they won't continue to fall. And they're the A seed, right? So but like also who's to say that that's just like
0: a low streak and before mm-hmm. that they were like like wh- what are they now? They're like th- they're like th- like two games ahead of the Lakers, but before that they were like five. So Yeah, I before think that right before
1: that streak they would have been 31 and 22. Yeah. Um
0: so I thought they would have had a greater gap and like maybe that's just like a cold streak. So I I would say that, that like helps the Spurs and doesn't help the
1: Lakers. Yeah. But like if the if the Lakers really if LeBron is really going that his whole one hundred percent now, if he's really willing to commit to this season making the playoffs, because to be honest, like before the season I was like, okay, it doesn't it, to be honest, like, even right now, it doesn't even really matter if the Lakers made the playoffs this season. Yeah, it doesn't. Because yeah. like, they're not going to get anywhere in the playoffs, and we already know that this team is going to come back and they're going to make some big move over the offseason, and they're going to be looking to go much deeper in the playoffs next season. Um, but at the same time, like I still do think that it's at least important for LeBron to try to make an effort just to show like you don't want to inspire – a feeling of like losing even with the best player in the world you don't want to have that losing atmosphere in that locker room of young guys and I think even in free agency I feel like it's like, going to be harder than to draw away someone like Clay Thompson or Jimmy Butler or Kyrie Irving which we'll get to the Celtics but like with the recent rumors of like LeBron and Kyrie forgiving each other or whatever and maybe even like Kevin Durant like who knows Kawhi Leonard those guys are a lot less likely, I think, to come to the Lakers if they're not 100% certain that LeBron g- can still give the, his 100% effort and play hard on both sides of the ball. And if this team doesn't even make the playoffs, then are you thinking, as one of those players, like, how much of a difference can I make that, like, they're going to go from not making the playoffs to winning the finals? Like, you're saying if, a little they, bit if they discouraging. don't make any moves? I'm saying if they don't make the playoffs this year. And someone like Jimmy Butler is looking at the Lakers, and he thinks, "Okay, this oh, okay. team didn't make the playoffs last year, and I want to win the finals. Am I enough to make that huge to make that huge jump?" I think players have
0: so much respect for LeBron James that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that it doesn't really matter. <laughs>
1: okay, I think that's fair. I, I'm just sort of I'm just sort of trying to think like, how much does the playoffs really matter this year? Because To be, they're not going to do anything if they're actually in the playoffs. So it's more just like, what are the ripple effects? I guess if they don't, if Um, they don't make the playoffs, does Luke Walton get fired? Um, he might, he might. Like honestly, we have no idea what's going on in the Lakers front office with Magic, and I'm sure that everything's not great, and no, not everybody's happy. But especially after the Anthony Davis situation. Even these, the young guys, and the whole locker room has got to be kind of a mess after he's, the whole Anthony Davis rumors. But.
0: I don't think Luke Walton is a bad coach, though. Like I, I think he's a pretty solid players coach and a pretty solid X's and O's guy. But then again, like the pressure with this Lakers organization, yeah. I don't know if the Lakers front office can justify keeping him in there after the season that they've just had.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's fair. But I also don't think – I don't know if you can – blame Luke I don't I don't think you can blame Luke Walton really for this season. Once again I think it goes back to LeBron's injury. And the players that he's given. Like around LeBron he doesn't have that much talent to contribute right now. Dude, okay, I just want to take a (coughs) time to say you good? To say
0: Brandon Ingram's jump shot is like broke broke. I did not realize (laughs) that until last night. Like I I like I thought Brandon Ingram was like (coughs) a good complimentary piece. (coughs) But then I just saw, I just watched last night, and it seemed so
1: awkward. Yeah, and, no, like, this like, this season we thought LeBron, or Brandon Ingram could be, like, a 20-point score and a second option next to LeBron. Yeah, I, think we he needs were, to, I think he needs to get traded. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. He probably does need a change of scenery, because it's got to hurt your self-confidence. No, think, I'm like, saying, like, the Lakers need to get rid of him. The Lakers need to get rid of him? Yeah. Yeah, I think for all these players, like it's got to hurt your self-confidence. Like, even beyond Brandon Ingram, like at any moment, like, this team was ready to trade you for Anthony Davis, you know? Like, this is the team that drafted you. This is the team that, like, believed in you, especially if they are like, Kyle Kuzma, and they drafted you, like, in the second round. Yeah. You know, this is the team that bought into you, and Mm -hmm. now they're willing to just give you away. By the
0: way, this could be... This could affect how you look at LeBron James, because then all of a sudden, you guys had this little thing going where you didn't win that many games last year, but still, I think, like, there was a pretty decent culture in the Lakers' locker room. And then this guy... With, who like brings the entire media to your locker room and he just kind of shakes things up and now all of a sudden you all have to be really good or get traded there could be some tension with guys like Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma and LeBron
1: yeah I think they have too much respect for LeBron to even really like face him with that. I guess, but they did behind grow, his back. They, they like grew, they grew, they grew up watching him for sure. So. But yeah, but behind his back, there could definitely be some of that animosity. I guess that yeah. like he came in and tried to turn a young core that was working pretty well to his team. I guess and like try to sort. And take I don't over. want to say that like they were like the next big
0: thing, right? No. because like Alonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram have to get like kind of under underperformed for where they were drafted. And, like, I don't think any of these dudes, like, were said to be a top, like, 15 player in the league. but And they weren't, like, winning games. But they still had, like, four young dudes who were quality players.
1: By the way, shout out to D'Angelo Russell for proving Magic wrong. My man is going to get a max contract. Yeah. and D'Angelo Russell's having a heck of a season. And basically... What if the Lakers if you remember, did like, not trade him? They kind of just gave him up because they're, like... Lonzo our future Ball. point guard is Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. To be leader. fair, Lonzo Ball has missed, you know, like the last like ten games or something. And by the way, they're like. And they're much better with Lonzo on the like, court. Insane. Like insane, he like, missed like fifteen games or something, and they're like, yeah. they have like a
0: thirty-three percent win
1: rating or whatever. I don't know what you mean. Win percentage? A oh, one percent? Uh, <laughs> like so they're winning thirty-three percent of yeah. the games without one. Yeah, okay. I said that's so all right. weird. <laughs> um, all right, do you think? Let's move on to the Celtics. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they also suck. Yeah, all right. I don't think it's fair to say that they suck quite to the same extent as the Lakers because the Celtics are still like <laughs> they're, the, the, fifth seed? they're yeah. the fifth seed. Yeah, but then again, there are five good teams in the East. Yeah, and they and have one of 10 them is fewer the Pacers wins. without
0: Victor Oladipo.
1: This team so. is like this team's four and six in their last ten. The Pacers without Victor Oladipo are seven th- seven and three in their last ten. It just doesn't I, make a lot how, of sense. Yeah, how like, does that happen?
0: No, just because like Nate McMillan is like high key the third best. Not the third best coach, but like the third most deserving of coach of the year, behind uh Mike Benholzer Benholzer and, and Mike Malone. Yeah, he's like I doing guess. a fantastic job with this team. Yeah, and like, like I was thinking about this last night. It, I wouldn't be able to kind of justify giving it to him over the other two guys, just because like the other two guys have one seeds, mm-hmm. but like. Naming McMillan's becoming one of my favorite coaches, which is like a really nerdy <laughs> which is a really nerdy sentence. But like, I don't know. He's just I like, like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. He's doing a really good job. And they're like the Spurs of the East, which is why it, I guess it makes sense that they're ahead of the Celtics because they just have like five dudes averaging in the teens for points per game. And it's just really working. So you have them. You have the Bucks who are just having everything's clicking this season. Raptors bench talent offense defense threes they got everything and then 76ers have maybe the best starting lineup in the nba behind maybe the warriors yeah so like those four teams especially like the three besides the pacers sound better
1: than the celtics sound like do you think that the all those all those three teams the the bucks raptors and sixers are going to be very are are serious threats in the playoffs and we know that they're going to be Serious opposition for the Celtics, who we thought had a lock on the Eastern Conference Finals. I think had a lock Is that on that a the, question on the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying like okay. Bucks, Raptors, Sixers. Like we know, we know how good they are. But the Pacers, do you think they're going to be able to keep that up? Like they're keeping up their play so, so far in, the, for in the, the playoffs. For the next twenty
0: games, I have to say like maybe <laughs> just because like, yeah. there the, are the three games ahead of the Celtics. I don't know. Like if the Celtics just turn it on like that, then I think the Celtics can just suddenly just go on a run and the Sixers would go on a run and maybe the Pacers just kinda the injury of Victor Oladipo just kinda catches up to them. But I would say the Pacers are gonna like catch like the nets or like the magic. It's just crazy as the magic are gonna make the playoffs. Or the Pistons in the second round. And I can see like a Victor oladipo list Pacers get to the second round of the playoffs where LeBron James like doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Which that's, would be
1: That's crazy kind of hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not totally convinced. Like, as well as this Pacers team has played, even without Victor Oladipo, I'm not totally convinced that that team really even compares. Like, if you throw at them, like the star star power of the Bucs, Raptors, Sixers, and Celtics in the playoffs. Yeah, because like Like, I'm just not sure they can hold their own. Um, I
0: no. I don't think as good as they. I don't think they'll be a threat to any of those three teams.
1: Three teams or
0: four? Four.
1: Okay. Yeah, that was sort of my question. Oh, so no. so you think that but the Celtics, like, if they were to go up against the Pacers, like, they would, would win, win that series? Yeah,
0: just because, like, they have better players. Even
1: with the way that they're playing right now.
0: Yeah, because, like, you just, like, ISO Kyrie Irving or Al Horford pick and roll. And who's stopping? Just for, him? like, 48 minutes a game. And I yeah. think if, if the Celtics have, like, seven games to game plan for one specific team, especially if that team is kind of basing their game off and of just kind of, like, outsmarting their opponents and just playing well Mm -hmm. then i think the celtics can the the playoffs are more favorable to the celtics in the regular season because i think the playoffs they can like kind of just get their stuff together and just focus on one team for two weeks
1: and just kind of get the job done all right let's talk about sort of why do you think the celtics are struggling why do you think that it is that like they're just not playing as well as we thought they would okay low-key I said this like kind
0: of as a joke to like my friend. It's almost true that the Celtics are kind of better without Kyrie Irving. And then I saw. Are him. you a believer in that? Yeah. That that me. Yes. Really. Yeah. Just okay. Like, okay. I had a I had a like uh, statistic. I'll try to I'll try to bring it up. Yeah. But just like they just like I'm not saying like the 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 ball moves like kind of a bit better, especially if you like uh-huh. putting Gordon Hayward in there. Yeah. Like, the ball just kind of moves a bit better and the Celtics, when Kyrie's not on the court yeah um, just which I think is notable and also they just win more games when Kyrie, Kyrie Irving is out than when he's in which I, I think, mean
1: it's a small sample size but still I think the problem isn't that they're not is that they're worse with Kyrie in the court I think the problem is that they've got too many shot creators so I think what you're seeing is like when Kyrie's not on the court you're seeing sort of a result of with one fewer guy who can create his own shot there's that many more touches and that much more opportunity for other guys to get involved. And so what I think is more, I don't think it's so much that you need Kyrie Irving to be out, but you need you need somebody like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward. Like you need one of those guys to be off the court sometimes for the ball to really move as well as it should. Because it's almost like you've got like seven guys on this team who are like, can put up like consistently double digit points and create their own shot maybe even like eight like even guys like the Morris brother and like uh <laughs> the like, Morris m- brother and like Marcus Smart and like Terry Rozier those aren't shot creators but they can create their own shot like uh, do and they're you want capable them to of- create their own shot I don't think you do but part of the problem is like this whole this whole team want. this whole team like their identity i think is still like they still haven't figured out their identity even this far into the season that like those guys are creating their own shot like the moore's brother i forget which one it is like maybe marcus <laughs> or marquis i think it's marcus but i'm not sure so i'm <laughs> saying the Morris brother um i get confused but like he keeps he has sort of a tendency to like sort of take these like difficult shot mid-range kind of things that are like out of frustration not even like out of frustration like cuz cuz they're they're better with him on the court but um but just that like that's another guy who's like putting up kind of iso kind of shots when this team has all these all the star power and shooters and like they're just not like the whole way that the warriors are able to move their move the ball around and get everybody involved because they have this identity that everybody has been able to buy into because they've had years and years to work it all out I think the Celtics have just got got way too many good players all at once, and have yet to figure out how to actually work with it. Celtics with Kyrie
0: Irving versus Celtics. Okay, no, Celtics without Kyrie Irving versus Celtics with Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Without five and zero in the last five games, with zero and five in the last five games. You see that changed last night. Did that really? Oh, yeah, they okay. won. They won I, or maybe this, two nights this ago. This is based off of two days ago. Yeah, so. Last five games without Kyrie Irving, 5-0. and Points per game, 114. Opponents' points per game, 102.6. And then just like you see, there's 30 assists per game over the past five games. Without Kyrie – or sorry, with Kyrie, you have 0-5. They're allowing 100 – or they're scoring 110. And they're Which- allowing 119 points per game. And they're only averaging like 25 assists per game. Yeah. The last five games with Kyrie Irving. They just – they're just one more ball movement, two, they play better defense, and three, they score more. That sounds like they're better without
1: Kyrie Irving. It does, but I think that, especially in the playoffs, Kyrie's going to be so important to everything this team does, because the way that he... Like, how much they rely on him at times to just, like, win them a game... That's true. Is like, like It's like, they rely on him very heavily at times to just, like, go out and drop 40 to win a game, or go out and then like you know if every if everybody's focusing on Kyrie then drop ten assists and that's how they you know that, that's how they win the game. And I think that like those defensive numbers like kind of show something that's like a little bit of a problem with Kyrie. Kyrie's not going to play the best defense, right? And maybe you're better when you've got like Marcus Smart coming in and starting because Marcus Smart's a better defender than Kyrie Irving. But I think that what Kyrie Irving is going to bring to this team offensively is very very valuable especially when they're able to figure out like how they really want to run their offense because right now like i said i think their identity is a little bit up in the air and brad stevens is a great coach so i think that he'll figure out eventually like what he wants these guys to do and the players will figure out what brad stevens wants them to do i think that once they figure that out this team will be better with all of their players on the court but for now i think it does kind of make sense that They've got a little bit too much shot-creating ability. If
0: if the Celtics lose in the second round to the Bucks, Raptors, or 76ers, mm-hmm. is Kyrie Irving gone? I think so.
1: He might be gone either way. Like Might but, be gone either way. Like Even if they make it farther than that. Like, even, even if they to- make it to the conference finals and lose. I have no idea what's going on in Kyrie's head, but... A lot of things are going on in Kyrie's head. He just seems so frustrated in general, and I think that maybe that even contributes to why they're better with you know Kyrie off the court. At least like according to those numbers that you just sent, but like Kyrie's not going to play well. If I think the Morris again, the Morris brother, but he said something like you know this is a group of this is a group of individuals, not a team. They're not playing like a team right now, which is their biggest problem. I feel like they're also, and,
0: but they're. I feel like they. It's not like they don't want to win. It's not like they don't no, want to no, play. No, 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 no. I feel like they really want to win. I remember, like, Marcus—I'm pretty sure it's Marcus Morris—tweeted out. I'm going to link this like, up. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Morris, like three, like, three days ago, tweeted out, Boston, don't worry, we're going to figure this out. Yeah, Marcus. Boom, got it. Marcus Morris tweeted out, don't worry, Boston, we got this. We're going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And that just—if I'm a Celtics fan, I'm really happy because, like, my
1: players really care hundred percent. Every player on this team wants to win. Every player in this team knows that this team can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and maybe even farther. But they've got to figure out how to play as a team. And I think that with Kyrie Irving out there, sometimes, like, I know he's been critical of the young guys sometimes, like, blaming it on them. And his leadership has been in question. So especially if this team doesn't particularly like Kyrie Irving off the court, they're not going to play as well with him on the court. That's true. I I feel like Kyrie has proven like he
0: came to this team because he wanted to be the guy and he wanted Uh to be the leader, and he was sick of LeBron being the leader. But has he actually proved that? And I would say
1: it's a kind of a hard no. Hard no. Okay. I I think maybe I think LeBron and Kyrie actually so great next to each other because like while Kyrie Irving is a fantastic scorer and an offensive player. I don't think... I think that he's a little bit... He's a definitely a shoot-first kind of point guard. And when he's your first option offensively, I think it's a little bit easy for the other players around him to get lost. Because I think he's a very good passer and playmaker. Bit, but but scoring point guards are dominating the league right now. Steph yeah, Curry, yeah, yeah. Damian Lillard. But my, my point is, if Kyrie Irving is your number one option and he's that scoring point guard, then it's going to be a little bit hard to get everybody else involved. And LeBron is one of the greatest passers and playmakers ever. So putting LeBron sometimes bring up the bring the ball up the court and getting and being able to get everybody involved with cross court one hand passes while also having Kyrie next to him to put the ball in the basket whenever he's. Name
0: one player that isn't going to be better if they're playing with
1: LeBron James. I'm saying that there are two skills there's two skill sets match up well together and that maybe even Kyrie needs a player like LeBron next to him. That is a fantastic passer. That's like a forward because Or maybe he's just been used to that for the past
0: yeah, five years. I'm saying maybe. I'm
1: saying maybe part of the problem with the Celtics is that Kyrie is a score first, shoot first kind of guy, and he, when he's your number one option, like he's probably not going to give Jason Tatum the ball as much as he could use it, or something. You know, like maybe the, the assist numbers aren't going to be as great as when he's off the court and you've got other players sort of just being pass first and like moving the ball around. Cool. <laughs> All right. Um let's talk about the one and done rule. Because this is sort of one of the biggest stories of this week was Zion Williamson just breaking his shoe apart. And and one of the sort of like effects of that, I assume, I know you know not really like confirmed, I guess, but like a couple days later, basically after the Zion Williamson thing, Adam Silver in the NBA put in a request to the NBA Players Association, which is led by Chris Paul, um to end the one and done rule. So, and so, in case you didn't really hear, it, like, when Zion Williamson broke through his shoe, he hurt his knee, and sort of... And there was then the all this like, exploded. Yeah, so not only the did world. that clip go viral, yeah. <laughs> but NBA players are tweeting at Zion saying, you shouldn't play the rest of the season. College basketball is BS. You know, just save it for the NBA. Don't, don't risk ruining your career by, like, playing on your knee or something. And basically the idea is that, like, Zion Williamson right now could be in the NBA making millions of dollars, and next year he will be in the NBA making millions of dollars, probably going with the first overall pick this year in the draft. Well, But right now he's sitting in college while each of those Duke UNC game tickets are going for $3,000. Meanwhile, he's making zero cents off of that. And he's risking getting yeah, injured on. and ruining his uh, his future. We're NBA. We're an NBA
0: podcast, so I kind of yeah. wanted to talk about how that affected the NBA. Yeah.
1: So the, all right. So that was just like a mini
0: tangent. Okay. But like, well, for, first of all, I want to say how it affects the NBA. First of all, we're gonna have the greatest draft class of all time next year.
1: You think? You think the greatest draft class of all time? Well, how could it not be? Hakeem Olajuwon and Michael Jordan were in the same draft class. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying like.
0: No, because we're going to have like the talent pool, like, like assuming this goes through, because okay. it very well could. Mm. Oh, you mean that like
1: Zion Williamson plus all the high school graduates? Yes.
0: Well, no, it's not going to be oh. Zion Williamson, because it's, it's not going to go through this year. I'm saying uh, you mean like next, next year, year. you're going to have— So all the graduating
1: college freshmen plus all the best high school seniors
0: yes. are going to be— t- Yeah, and you're going to have the best draft wow. class of all time. Wow. So if I'm the, if I'm a bad team, I'm grabbing everyone's first round picks right now. Huh. Just everybody. I didn't even think about that, but that's that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I watched a video on Sporting from Sporting Logically about it. He explained it pretty well. All um, right. Yeah, I I really want like my team to get like a bunch of first round <laughs> picks and then just draft all these guys who would be going lottery, who are now going like twentieth overall. Okay, so but let's
1: talk about oh, like that. Be amazing. How smart is it to end the one and done rule? I personally don't like it because you, don't, you think the NBA, you don't, don't, you don't think like the good. one and done rule or ending the one and done rule.
0: I don't like ending the one and done rule. Okay, because I think the players should get paid. Hmm. But I don't think I don't think it's good for the NBA. Uh, like as a league. Why
1: isn't it good for the NBA? Because because I would say for
0: like busts or something. Yes. Yeah. I think I think first round picks. I don't wanna say they become devalued, but I would say they just become so much more risky. Are you gonna have like yeah. are you gonna have like more picks? Essentially like also it like kinda of, like ruins college basketball, which like It's
1: a lot harder to judge a player on how good they're gonna be in the NBA after their senior year in high school than after their freshman year in college. Also personally, as like a high schooler, mm-hmm. I think that I would be
0: Kind of more inclined to kind of just stack my team, and all of a sudden you're gonna have like twenty something really good high schools in the United States, and they just all play each other. That's, that's personally the, what I predict what, what would happen. Because like he, no, but like like Zion Williamson, like how could you judge that guy if he would just go to the draft right now? because
1: yes, he's playing against like 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 five foot eight white. Here's kids. here's the thing. The MB the the one and done rule. Is gonna is is looking to be changed now rather than ten years ago, because right now or or sorry ten years ago it would have been that for the best players in high school basketball to play against each other they it would just be the McDonald's All American game and like when Oak Hill played you know um you know with other like top you know super teams in high school basketball yeah you know now there's AAU in college college or sorry you know NBA scouts aren't even going to show up to high school basketball games they're going to show up to aau games and so when the top aau programs are going up against each other that's what that's what the the nba scouts are going to show up to so it's just going to start being that the top 200 high school players in the country are all going to be fighting to get into the same aau programs the one problem with that is that AAU programs aren't always free Like, it's not the same opportunity because... I didn't even think about that, but I I was saying like... High school, public high school is free. Playing at an AU program is not necessarily free. I think like,
0: just, I I like play AU, right? Yeah. I think that already, like most of people in AAU dislike the fact that AU has become so much more vamped up and professionalized. Because, mm-hmm. one, it puts so much stress on the situation. And, two, it just... AU has become so toxic. This isn't even my opinion. Yeah. It's, just, it's just guys I hear from, like, major, like, scouting
1: programs. Like, like I went to uh, a hoop group camp. And they said AU has become
0: toxic. Like, it, I, I it's to become, all these, toxic, like, it's become
1: toxic because it's, like, the best players in the country are playing against each other. And, all of a sudden, as a high schooler, you're being judged but then like, again, ev- by how good your game is. Yeah, and everyone just kind of wants to be that guy. Yeah. And you have, like, five,
0: six games a season, uh, a weekend. Mm-hmm. Because... That's what matters, and instead you of playing, tear you can wear yourself out for the high school season, and it, that doesn't matter as much.
1: Instead of instead of playing as a team, everybody there is got to prove something about how good of a player they are. Yeah, you know? so I think one, it kind of dilutes college it basketball. it becomes an all star game. It becomes an all star game, especially if they change the one on done rule, and everybody's trying to get on that AAU team that the the NBA scouts are going to show up to. It becomes an all star game,
0: and also I think going back to high school, I think you're gonna have. I have this image of almost like college basketball becoming high school basketball and that you have like a top 25 teams and not like, not like a tournament, but just everyone's following this high school basketball circuit and you're going to have like, you 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 see like the, like the top three or four programs play each other every year. Now you're going to have like the top 30, 40 programs play each other every year. And these kind of like, these kind of like manufacturing, like D1 factories. I think, are going to become like so much bigger, and I don't necessarily think that's
1: a good thing. I think that rather than the the actual high schools basketball teams or basketball games becoming more like valued, I think that the the toxic AAU de- environment that you described would become just like more toxic and more competitive and more like hyped up and and all the problems that I think that you're start- that you mentioned and, you're, and that people are trying to see with that. I'm just going to be exaggerated by the fact that there's just more pressure because you don't have the opportunity to prove yourself that in college. You're not proving yourself to college scouts. You're proving yourself to NBA scouts who are going to draft you and pay you million do- millions of dollars, or and and you also, won't make the league.
0: You're also going to have more scouting on kids who are 15 years old, which For also sure. which also which sure. also leads to one wasted money because, like, I I've I've friends and I've just heard about kids who just like were six four in eighth grade and they were like known across the country uh-huh. and now you just don't know who they are like example one would be julie newman Do you know yeah that? yeah yeah like just even more examples of that it just it doesn't really seem like there's going to be a lot of success with that yeah until you get to like senior year and you actually know what's up or junior year rather i
1: think that it's it would it makes sense for the nba because you think it makes sense for them for the NBA because the NBA is going to start getting even younger players and even more talent and just like I don't just it's basically more more, talent. T- more time and, and what I mean is like not more talent it's the same players but you're going to be getting more time you just get an extra year of Zion Williamson and, and everything is going to be pushed back how do how do you get an extra year of Zion Williamson because instead of him playing in college and him drawing the eyes of the country in March Madness he's going to be drawing the eyes of the country. In the NBA finals, or you know, oh you get, oh like the league gets an extra yes. year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the, the NBA, the NBA, all that, all that publicity and all that attention that Duke is getting right now because Zion Williamson and RJ Barrett is on the same team, people are gonna be watching college basketball, or, or watching the NBA, or watching Zion and RJ in the NBA instead. Is what I mean. I mean, how many players get hyped up like Zion Williamson does? Not very many. So, but, but if, but that could change if you're a 15-year-old who's had mixtapes going viral because all of a sudden there's more scouting in high school, and then you stay popular all the way until the NBA, and you've been hyped up now in our age of social media to the point that, like, you're an international superstar before you even hit the NBA. That's a pretty good point. I would say, though... So that's that's
0: why I think it's good for the NBA. I would say, though, that... I just think there's gonna be so much more risk because yeah. again they're gonna be like seventeen year olds that mm-hmm. the NBA is kind of investing their future into, like especially like tanking teams. What if you just get the first overall pick and then uh-huh. you just draft a seventeen year old and he just was playing yeah. against
1: bad competition? That might not so so which well I it's, don't it, think it's it's gonna create more busts and more risks, so it's not so great for like. The bad front offices of the league, but I think for the NBA well, and from a just like just a purely a bad front financial, front I think anyone can make that mistake. I, I'm not saying bad front. I'm saying it's bad for the front offices. Oh, okay, and you know just yeah, like I think, I think it's bad for the front offices. It's think- it's bad for the front offices of a of bad teams is what I'm saying. Like like if you're a bad team and you want and you're getting the first overall pick, it's bad for you. But like from the NBA standpoint, and like from Adam Silver, who's just trying to like make the most money and get the most viewers as possible for the NBA. It's a good thing, but I think there's a very solid chance the NBA Players Association is going to reject it because while while NBA players have come out and said, you know, college, you know, college basketball is bad and you know whatever this and that, those guys have been through that same toxic AAU thing that you described, and they will and they will be able to recognize that I think more than. And, and they will sympathize with that more than maybe some other. Well, then others. again, these are the these are kind of like the winners of the AAU
0: program. These are the guys that got scholarships to Duke and UNC and Kentucky. Yeah, fair enough. So I don't really feel like they have the same kind of opinions on AAU. Mm-hmm. But I think that the primary reason that reason that they would object to it and reject the bill, if you want to call it that, would be that they want their job security. Because first of all, you're going to have just a wave of young players which is going to kind of just push out the old guys and all of a sudden the retiring age of the nba might be younger yeah just like a year and a half younger which i think that the carlos boozers of <laughs> no sorry like the taj gibsons of the league like wouldn't really want that makes sense And so the league it itself gets younger which i think like, would help the playing style because it's more of run and gun but i don't i don't know it, it seems I think people could be scared because it's new, And that's a little
1: bit what I feel. Let's it, let's jump like based off of that, like the the old players retiring. This sort of feeds into sort of our last topic. We'll go through really quickly. Should Vince Carter and Dwayne Wade retire? Because yeah, yeah, look, I, that's an easy answer, but it's more just like a fun thing to think about because Vince Carter was playing sort of big minutes in like the four overtimes that happened last night, that was which by so the way, crazy. crazy but so Vince Carter is play, you know playing big minutes for the Hawks on like this you know at the at the end of this like crazy game, which given the Hawks are not very good, but still Vince Carter was contributing, and Dwayne Wade is obviously still contributing to the Heat because he hit the game winner like two nights ago. What a beast! So maybe guys like Dwayne Wade and Vince Carter, who we have enjoyed watching them play for a decade and a half or whatever, um, but we pushed out a little bit sooner. But, uh, which is kind of, it's a little bit sad. Yeah. I
0: don't know. But Vince Carter could dead, could play in the league at 43 years old, <laughs> which is kind of absurd. Is he the oldest player? Like I think uh, Dirk might be. No, 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 no. no. V- Vince is older than him. Really? But I'm saying yeah. like, who is the oldest player ever in the NBA? Like, oh, ever? um, Loki Kareem. Loki. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Look that up. If you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. well All right. that Does it? Yeah. That's pretty good episode thank you for listening to this episode of space the floor mba podcast we hope you enjoyed follow us on instagram at space the floor podcast and on twitter at space the floor and if you're listening on youtube subscribe and leave a like that'd be appreciated if you're listening on itunes leave a review and thank you for listening my name is connor geland and i'm connor and see you next time peace